1450 WKXL 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in the Manchester area. It is Kale and Company, and we are presented by Weed Family Automotive, located at 124 Store Street in Concord. You can make an appointment right now at 603-225-7988, or you can even do it online at uh, weedfamilyautomotive.com. Always terrific when we have local musicians on the program, and today will be one of those shows. Our guest in studio in this edition of Kale & Company is David Contact, and Dave is a uh, solo performer who uh, performs on instruments that he designs himself. Uh, David, uh, we welcome you to Kale & Company. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. And, uh, man, you, your instruments, I, I've been observing them as you're setting up in the studio today, and uh, they look somewhat unusual, <laughs> uh, if I may say so. And True. Uh, when, did you dis- when did you start designing uh, instruments? You know, I've been at this now for about 25 years. Um, I was, I've been a sort of a traditional musician most of my life. I was really mostly a bass player, and I played in a lot of different groups, different kinds, blues, jazz, rock, and everything. Mm-hmm. And at one point in sort of my more experimental uh, bands that I was in playing jazz, I just felt like the sounds that a bass makes became kind of a little bit too limiting to me. I wanted to try to broaden the sonic you know, palette that I have to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people pl- still play, and even in experimental music, very traditional instruments. And it seems like there's a finite amount of stuff you can get from a piano or a violin. And there's so many other alternative sounds available, so why not do it? So this is why you decided to design the instruments and build them yourself. That's correct. Well, what was the first one you built? Well, the first one I built um, was really elaborate. It had like 16 strings, and it took me forever to build. And um, it was very successful at the time, even though it's you know obsolete by now. But I wanted to try to pl- play something that um, I could play a little bit more like a drum. I wanted to add percussive you know, hand and stick elements into stringed instruments. And so I built this horizontal thing with a whole bunch of strings, and it was a start. 16 <laughs> strings. Yeah, it was, yeah, I, it, everything but the kitchen sink on that one, yeah. I, I guess so. <laughs> so so what are some of the materials uh, that you use in, in building these instruments? Well, I mean, there are two basic ways. It, uh, most of my instruments are stringed instruments mm-hmm. or stringed-ish instruments and percussion, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, I'm sort of, work at the interface between strings and percussion. And there's two basic ways that those instruments are amplified, either with a little magnetic pickup, which you would get on a solid body electric guitar, mm-hmm. which is basically a magnet that picks up the strings vibration, and then a piezo pickup, which is something that captures vibration. So I've tried to take those two concepts and just take them much further than traditional instruments go. Do you find that uh, many uh, perf- uh, performers build their own instruments? No, it's quite rare. Yeah, I would think yeah, so. It's quite yeah, rare. yeah. And, and that 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 to me is sad because um, you know people want to do really they want to be very exploratory yeah. and original, but then they settle for these things that are very conventional as tools to work with. Uh, it's so funny. I see pictures of the Beatles from like their late '60s, and they've got crazy outfits on, and they're trying to play psychedelic music. And yet they're holding these guitars that were really super old-fashioned. And I think, you know, go further. They, they could have been a little more progressive, you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know about the Beatles, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to say that I think we take certain things for granted as sacred, like the 
the Fender or Gibson guitar. You know, it's 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 a great thing, but it's just not sacred. I wouldn't want to stop there. Mm. Uh, you uh, have brought in a couple of uh, guitars today that you have uh, built yourself. How how long would it take to to build a guitar like the one? that uh, I've been able to, uh, or the couple that I've been able to observe today? Well, the original construction is not ridiculously lengthy, you know, maybe 20 hours or something like ah. that, a few weeks. Yeah. But it's really more the refinement and getting mm. it right that yeah. takes hundreds of hours, just the subtle stuff. Like I, this guitar that I'll be playing first, I built, and then I never really performed on for over a year because I just couldn't get the sound right the way I wanted it. Um, so, and it's like the fourth iteration of that idea. So if you add up all of the, the different time, iterations of things, it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. So um, what, I, I know you're, you probably don't make a living from this. <laughs> no. Uh, what, what is your, uh, your real profession? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm an occupational therapist uh -huh. for a living, and I work in Manchester uh, for a company called Mobius Mobility. And um, it's one of the Dean Kamen companies that's yeah. like with DECA. Mm -hmm. And um, I am a, I do ther therapy um, recommendations and evaluation around a product called the iBot, which is a, um, a really high-tech wheelchair that stands up on two wheels and that can climb stairs and things like that. And so uh, it's an amazing, I have a wonderful job. Uh, seemingly everything that uh, a Dean Kamen company uh, puts out or invents is is truly incredible. So <laughs> This is definitely incredible. Yeah. And, the, and the, the great thing about it isn't just that I have an interesting way to make a living, which is good, but it helps people. It helps people yeah. with disabilities. I, I, we've been working with a lot of wounded veterans. I just mm -hmm. got back from Oklahoma working with a wounded vet to get an iBot going for him, and um, it's really deeply satisfying. Wow, th this is intriguing uh, in and of itself. What what does an iBot do that a, a conventional wheelchair does not? It does many things. Um, it first of all, it, it it's sort of multiple wheelchairs in one. So it mm -hmm. has, you know, uh, it has. Let me. I'll start with. It has four wheel mode, which will go over rough terrain that would strand an average wheelchair in seconds. So it'll go over big bumps. It'll climb directly over curbs mm. and go over rocks and trails and sand and things like that. So it gives people the ability to get out and go places they hadn't gone before with a wheelchair. And then it also stands up on two wheels. So it allows people to communicate eye to eye with their peers, which is an amazingly mm. powerful thing for, for them to be able to do, as well as stair climbing and, and, and things like that. So um, it's very unusual, but I'm very proud to be associated with it. Yeah, I would have to say you're, you're doing uh, good work for um, a lot of people, and, and that is... Uh, that's just terrific. So it's interesting to get the story behind the story and uh, what you do for recreation, uh, <laughs> I would imagine, building instruments. Well, and, and I also uh, worked for many years at Crotchet Mountain. Oh, and, okay. And, yes. Um, yeah. You know, that was a really great experience. And I was able to actually use the inventing and the creativity for, for musical, uh, adapting music for kids with disabilities as well. So. Wow. Well, you've done a lot of good work in your life, Thank you. David Kontak. and. It's great to have you in the studio today. Now, as far as what we're going to hear today, do you uh, write all of your own material? Yes. I mean, what I try to do is um, I'm an improvising artist, mm -hmm. but I improvise within a prearranged um, setup, a prearranged outline. So while I'll, I'll do one section with a certain sound and then I'll move to a different section. So it's a mixture of composition and improvisation. Yeah. 
and uh, anxious to hear it uh, very much. And now, you mentioned the Beatles, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you uh, I would guess, grew up pretty much in that era. Absolutely. And uh, what were your other uh, musical influences? Well, you know, I grew up you know, with just a very limited exposure like AM radio, so mm-hmm. I heard all of the, the top hits in the 60s, but didn't really get a chance to explore other music right. until I got older into high school and college. And then, but I, I certainly love almost every kind of music. I mean, I grew up on rock and roll. I love blues and folk music. Um, and then I really embraced jazz and became a jazz bass player in, in the, uh, my te- late teens and early 20s and did that for many years. Um, so I really like a lot of different music. I just uh, if, I like really high quality music in, in almost any any genre. So your your tastes are very eclectic, as they say. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've there's a there's a whole world of experimental music that's out there that I don't even know if people really realize even exists. Mm. I mean, they may not even recognize it as music because yeah. it's very <laughs> you know it's unusual exploration of sounds that goes way beyond just danceable rhythms and hummable melodies and stuff like that and um so i kind of got into that but i wanted to make it accessible yeah. i wanted to make it so people could relate to it and not just clear the room yeah well i know your work has been featured on new hampshire chronicle uh, new hampshire magazine and the union leader the concord monitor many other outlets uh, as well so everybody's kind of uh, curious about somebody who uh, not only builds their own uh, instruments, but uh, plays them uh, very well, too. So uh, you're a very unique combination, David. Thank you. Yeah, so we, we would like to hear uh, some of the uh, the music that comes out of your, uh, your homemade instruments, uh, as it were. And so, uh, first of all, before you play, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're going to be playing it on. Okay. Well, this is, this is one of my favorite instruments. Um, I've built several of this type, um, but what's really unusual about this instrument is that there's an additional length of s- strings behind the bridge. Normally, the bridge is that part on the back side of the guitar that, you know, that uh, supports the strings, but also creates the length. Um, I have an additional set of, of strings that goes beyond that that's very precisely tuned. And when you strum behind the bridge in a place where you normally wouldn't strum on an electric guitar... This excites sounds on the other side, on the conventional side of the guitar, that are very unusual. So what you'll be hearing is me strumming behind the traditional electric guitar bridge. There's nothing that you'll hear today is very much manipulated by electronics. This is almost all just straight through the amp. Uh, I'm not very crazy about a whole lot of digital manipulation. Mm -hmm. I like things to be almost natural, almost as acoustic as an electric instrument can be. So that's what you're hearing. But this is amplified, and uh, I want to tell everybody there's just, when you hear this, and I've just heard a a little bit when you were tuning up a little bit, but when you hear this, I think you're going to uh, be surprised that there's just one person playing this. So I think uh, that that might surprise you a little bit. So there's only one person. It's only uh, David Contact in the studio, folks. That's it. And it's, it's probably going to sound like, uh, you know, there, there are others playing as well, but it's only David. So, so David, when you're ready, uh, we, you'll, we want to hear what, uh, what you have uh, to play for us. Uh, what's the first selection uh, you're going to play today? This is just a, a suite, an improvisational suite that I've developed. It's, it's untitled at this time, but it's going to have several different distinct segments to it. Um, just a few minutes long. Mm. And... Uh, Yeah, yeah, hope you enjoy. All right. 
David Contact, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Kale and Company on WKXL. So, uh, David, when you're ready, take it away. David has to make a microphone adjustment a little bit here. So that's what you're, you're hearing in the background. But uh, moving over now where uh, he's going to be uh, playing his homemade instrument here. And uh, I know that uh, you will find it fascinating. So take it away, Dave. Very haunting sound and uh, homemade guitar. David, hold it up to camera three here so we can take a good picture of it so I can uh, put it on our website and let people see what uh, what it looks like uh, after they uh, hear it. They'll, I'm sure, want to see what, uh, what the uh, the product looks like that, that you've made. And uh, it, very unusual. And uh, just, just tell us what, into the, what went into the making of... Uh, of that guitar. David's just adjusting the microphone. Okay. Yes, um, there's only a few people that have really tried this, excuse me, that's tried this approach before. Um, there was a, a pioneer in the style, his name was Hans Reichel. And back in the 1970s, he built some guitars of this type. And uh, there's only a few people that have really explored that 
option in the past. There's a group called New Complexity out of um, North Carolina that's explored it quite effectively as well. Mm-hmm. But it's really, uh, and I, I'm, I have my own touches, some differences that I've made with it. Sure. Um, but it's, it's a, again, I didn't invent the behind the bridge style playing, but there's really only a couple people in the world doing it right now. Now, now when you say that, oh, uh, for us non-musically inclined, but enjoy listening to it, what, what is the behind the bridge? Well, again, it's, it's more the physics of how the guitar is played. Normally, the, the guitar strings are spaced between the nut, which is the piece at the very top mm-hmm. near where the tuners are, right. and the bridge, which is near where your right hand would be, which that is, designates the length of the strings. Um, normally, there's just a tiny bit of strings that are left over that are held to tune it. But I've extended that and then tuned it very precisely with one of the intervals of the guitar. So when I strum behind the traditional bridge in a place you normally would never strum, it excites stuff on the other side. It's the, the physics of strings and the way that they resonate. Mm-hmm. And you could get into a whole lecture about waveforms and acoustics, which I won't do right now. <laughs> but it's all based on the, the smaller the interval, the, the more that that's, that sound is amplified. Mm. So you must, uh, now you say it takes maybe 20 hours to to build one of these instruments, but as you said, the fine tuning of it uh, literally must must take a long, long time. And maybe you're never quite finished with that. No, it's it's a constant evolution. Um, I think that, like for example, with this particular instrument, I wasn't getting the sound I wanted because I had to try about 10 different types of bridges to get Mm -hmm. one that would vibrate just the way that I wanted. So when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking there's nothing wrong with this. Why is this not working? But it was just a matter of exploration and trial and error to get to the right solution. Now, a little bit late in the piece that that you were just playing, which is untitled, as as you mentioned, you reached over and picked something up uh, there, a a stick of some kind. (laughs) So what, what did you do with that? Well, you know, I'm always trying to uh, explore playing the thing in different ways. Not yeah. just always just plucking with my, you know, strumming and doing the traditional guitar things. Right. So on that piece toward the middle, I played almost with my hand, kind of like a drum, the one the way you would play a yeah. hand drum. Yeah. And then I moved toward this um, very light stick that has rubber coating it all except for the very end. Mm-hmm. So I can get different sounds, whether I hit it on the part that's rubberized or, or the still bare wood. And... With a stick, you can get some kinds of accents and strumming that you just can't get with your hands. Wow. Um, so there's also, on, I'm going to do one more piece on this instrument toward mm-hmm. the end of the show. Okay. And I'm going to be trying some even different things, including using electric motors to play it. Electric motors? Yes. Wow. Uh, we are hearing sounds <laughs> here on WKXL today that uh, we may never have heard in the 76-year history of this radio station. Uh, but uh, David Contact is here and uh, performing on instruments that are self-built. And it's just amazing to me what, uh, you know, what he has used to uh, put these instruments together. So have to put them up uh, on the website or you can uh, look at it on my uh, Facebook page if you'd like at, uh, at Ken Kale, C-A-I-L. But it's great to have David here. We're going to take a short break. So, uh, David, get ready for your your next piece here. And we'll be doing that uh, very shortly here on AM 1450 WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in the Manchester area. 
Kale & Company, presented by Wheat Family Automotive. They are located at 124 Store Street in Concord. You can make an appointment right now at 603-225-7988 or at weedfamilyautomotive.com. Welcome back. It is Kale & Company, and uh, we are very pleased to have with us in studio today uh, David Kontak, a solo performer who uh, performs on instruments that he has built and designed himself. His, his work has been featured, as we mentioned in the opening segment, on New Hampshire Chronicle, uh, in New Hampshire Magazine, the uh, New Hampshire Union Leader, and the Concord Monitor, as uh, well as other places. And David has uh, performed uh, locally in the past as well. Where are some of the places that uh, you've performed, David? Probably the, the I've, in uh, Keene and in uh, Peterborough are the places that seem to have the venues that support this kind of music the mm -hmm. best. Right now, um, the Nova Arts venue in Keene is a really wonderful place. I performed there last year twice, and um, they also have the Thing in the Spring, which is a music festival that's in the early or the late part of the spring in June every year. And uh, that's where the audience for this type of music mostly is, is college towns and et cetera. Um, I've al I also play around the country in various venues as well. Um, but, you know, I have a full-time job, so I can't tour as much as I'd like. Yeah. Now, now what, what do you find the audience is for this kind of music? Well, you know, I, I find that people um, generally really like it because... It's, um, it's physical. I mean, not so much on the guitar, but I do a lot of things like considering the next piece I'm going to do. And you can see the relationship between the movements I make and the gestures I do on stage and the sounds that are coming out. It's very physical. And a lot of times, young kids really like it. I've performed mm -hmm. a lot for school groups yeah. um, and young kids in a sort of science, the, sound, uh, the science of sound kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they usually respond to it very well. Um, but, yeah, I generally, unless people are really expecting rock and roll or hip-hop or something, if they come to a gig with an open mind, people generally enjoy what I do. Yeah, and I imagine uh, younger kids and, and, and adults alike are fascinated uh, by the construction of these instruments. It's just such a pleasure, because I've done a lot of school shows. It's such a pleasure to see the little kids, because... You know, little kids learn maybe by when they're around in junior high what they're not supposed to do with music. Right. But when they're like five years old, six years old, they just start wailing. Yeah. And it's amazing the creativity that comes out that, you know, I think is in all of us. But at that point in their life, they're not self-conscious about, am I playing the right note? Am I playing a rhythm that right. makes sense? They just start going. And it's so inspiring to just see the look of yeah. joy on their face as they just... You know, <laughs> and they yeah. must be fascinated with oh, yeah. these instruments because, uh, in all probability, they haven't seen anything like it. I mean, they may have seen guitars before, but uh, not the ones that uh, that you have in in yeah. your collection, the ones you've built. In now, the you, school you, shows I do a lot of percussion too, and they okay. love that. Yeah. Now you brought in two guitars today. Mm -hmm. How many have you built over the years? Oh gosh, um, it's hard to say because some of them were quick prototypes. That, so. It, I would say a hundred at least. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Do you still have all of them? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have 20. <laughs> uh, 20. All right. Probably. Uh, that's probably enough, right? <laughs> it's fun. But are you, are you constantly designing and oh, yeah. building? 
Well, that's why it's always hard to say how much time you put into one thing because right. I rebuild cannibalize for parts. I rebuild mm. stuff constantly. You know, it's the the guitar you just heard has been through three or four really distinct phases of revision, play revision. So it's a constant. I mean, that's what I enjoy about this is that feeling that whatever I've done up to this point may be good or bad, but boy, that next thing is going to be great. You know, that sort of hope springs eternal creative yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm, and I'm sure like, like most people, you're, you're probably your own worst critic. You know, people will tell you, oh, it's, it sounds great. And, you know, uh, and, and it has, I, the first piece we heard today, I thought sounded terrific, but uh, I know you'd, you'd say, well, it, it might be better if I, if I tweak this or tweak that or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is ongoing, and that's part of the pleasure of it, you know? I mean, yeah. a lot of people think that's a downer, like, you know, I take no joy in it because I'd be self-critical. No, I, I still in, totally enjoy what I do, yeah. but I never have the um, illusion that I've arrived or anything like that, um, because there's always ways you can improve it. Yeah. You know, like even the piece you just heard, I'd love to be able to, to get down another octave lower mm-hmm. and have a little bit more of the bass in there. And I keep experimenting with that as well. So uh, there's a broader sound. So always can be better. And that first piece had a little reverb in it. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just, mostly it's natural. In there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how, how does that work? Well, I mean, reverb, it's sort of like a, just a, nat- a thing that's almost found in every amplifier, but mm-hmm. it just fills out the sound because... Yeah. Sound that comes out of an electric instrument is sometimes what they call very dry. It doesn't have a lot of character because um, acoustic instruments like, you know, uh, wind instruments and acoustic percussion instruments naturally vibrate and fill up the space mm-hmm. where a solid body instrument doesn't do that. So reverberation is almost put on amplifiers to make it sound more natural. Well, it sounded terrific. So I'm, I'm anxious to find out what is next here on the show today. Well, the next piece I'm going to do is um, for, it's a, a piece called Processional, and it's for Amplified Slinky. So that's, what I, that's what I have slinky. in my hand right now. Oh, my um, goodness. It is a Slinky, folks. Yes. A Slinky. So I'm right now, my big project is I'm working on a, a National Endowment for the Arts uh, Commission to do a whole bunch of custom instruments for a chorus in Philadelphia called the Mendelssohn Chorus. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's a premiere of an original work that I'm involved with that's going to be happening in May in Philadelphia called Beyond the Binary. It's a piece for 120-piece chorus and four percussionists playing my strange instruments. Um, and this is a, a part of the processional as people were walking into the space. Um, there's a, several instruments going at the same time, and this is just one of them. But this meant to be sort of like the sounds of a factory. Wow, interesting. So, so folks, you are hearing an amplified slinky right here on WKXL. So, David, anytime you are ready, we are ready to hear this uh, processional on the amplified slinky.
folks, if you ever wanted to hear what an amplified slinky sounded like, it, it probably never crossed your mind that a slinky could be amplified. But uh, David Contact has done that, and that is the amplified slinky right here on WKXL. You probably won't hear it uh, too many places, but uh, but right here on Kale & Company as we... Uh, like to chat with uh, local musicians, and I think this one, uh, David Contact, is especially fascinating in that uh, he constructs and designs his own instruments. And I never even thought of a slinky being amplified. But how, how does that uh, how does that even come into your mind to amplify <laughs> a slinky? What kind of a mind do you have anyway, it's, David? It's a disturbed, yeah. <laughs> a very disturbed mind. Um, you know. I think one of the first things that you know <clears throat> when you start building experimental instruments and they are guitar-oriented is that um, different things besides guitar strings can be amplified. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, when, once you notice that something vibrates, mm -hmm. there's a way to make it louder. And there's, it's almost like looking at sound through a magnifying glass. There's a lot of sounds that are too quiet to hear with, without any amplification or without any technology. Yeah. But if you bring them out by using one of those contact microphones, the little contact pickups yeah. that transfer vibration into a signal that can be amplified, it, I think a magnifying glass for sound is probably the best analogy I can get. You can find all kinds of things that make really creative sounds that you wouldn't think could be amplified, but there's a way to do it. Well, it is uh, fascinating, and, and the sounds are, are just so unique. I uh, never thought I would hear an amplified slinky. When I woke up this morning, I had no idea I was going to hear an amplified slinky. But, uh, David, you've done it. And I may not, never hear one again unless I listen to this program. But uh, uh, that that uh, was certainly interesting and uh, unique, I must say. Uh, David Contact is our guest. And, uh, uh, David, I know there's an instrument off to my left, another guitar off to my left that we uh haven't heard as yet that uh, you are going to perform for us, but we're going to take uh, a quick break here on the WKXL. It's Kale and Company on AM 1450, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in the Manchester area. We are presented by Weed Family Automotive, Dan and the Gang at 124 Store Street in Concord. You can give them a call at 603-225-7988, or you can make your 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 contact online and set up an appointment at weedfamilyautomotive.com. You're listening to Kale and Company on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back to Kale and Company. Our guest today on this edition is David Contact. He is a solo performer and he has. Uh, uh, performed on instruments uh, already in this program that he has designed himself and his work has been featured on New Hampshire Chronicle in New Hampshire Magazine, the New Hampshire Union Leader and the Concord Monitor as well as uh, in other places. And uh, David is uh, tuning up uh, another guitar uh, that he has made. And David, you'll just have to swing the microphone uh, over again. Uh, a little bit uh, to where you think it should go. Okay. All right. So very good. David is moving the microphone over. And uh, David, before you play it, just uh, give us a little, uh, just a short uh, 
biographical sketch of, of what you're what you're playing. So this is a guitar that um, instead of the regular body of the guitar, there's a stainless steel bowl. And the stainless steel bowl has about eight ounces of water in it. Looks like a mixing bowl to it, me. It's basically a kitchen bowl. Yeah. And then there are strings and a neck and tuners and everything on it and a whole set of strings. And the idea behind this instrument is sort of halfway between being a drum and halfway between a guitar. Wow. So you play both on the body of the instrument in order to get um, percussive metallic sounds like you would on a, a, a metallic drum, but you also can pluck strings to get sounds. And as you move the bowl, the pitch changes because the water, as it moves, affects the pitch because it weighs the resonating surface down in different ways. So as you see, as I move the instrument, the pitch will shift. So bear in mind, folks, there is how, how many ounces of water in the bowl? About, about a small glass of water. Small glass of water, maybe what, six, seven ounces, something yep. like that, uh, in the bowl of this instrument. So bear that in mind as you listen to what uh, David Kontak is about to play for us right here on WKXL. So, David, take it away. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a little too much feedback. Uh, do you want to move a little bit uh, over here and? Okay. Yeah. Well, do you want to move uh, here behind the the console, and uh, maybe that'll be a little bit farther away from the uh, from the amplifier. Uh, okay, David is going to move the amplifier. Okay, so we take two here, folks. Now, bear, bear in mind, uh, he's playing a guitar, uh, which uh, includes a bowl, like a standard size uh, kitchen mixing bowl, which has six, seven ounces of water uh, in that bowl. So a highly un unusual sound. And uh, uh, David, do you have uh, a name uh, for that particular instrument? Just walk over to the, the microphone here. This is the beauty of live radio, yeah. 
Yeah, I just call this the bowl guitar. I, a bowl uh, guitar. Yeah, I, I often don't have exotic names for my instruments because yeah. I build so many of them. You, you don't name them, huh? You no, don't, don't I, give uh, them everybody names. Everybody always asks about names. Yeah. Like, this is Bob, and yeah. this is... Uh, yeah. But no, I... Uh, but that's, you know, my amplified bowl. An amplified bowl. Yeah. All bowl right. Guitar, yeah. So, so where did you come up with that idea? Well, it's not... I mean, it's there are water bowl type of percussion instruments out there that, right. that's been... Traditional. I mean, it goes back thousands of years, but the idea of amplifying it and then putting strings on it is kind of unusual. Um, as you see, the feedback can be a challenge in a small studio like this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I like the sound because um, it's sort of in between a guitar and a and a drum. Yeah. You can get both kind of sounds, but I like it when the sound shifts and moves. Yeah. Like water. It is. It yeah. is highly unusual. Yeah, and uh, sounds terrific. I know we did have a little feedback at first, but, uh, you know, that that's, uh, you know, you got to adjust the speakers a little bit, and uh, you did that, and it sounded fabulous. So yeah. so we appreciate that. Yeah. Our guest is uh, David Contact, solo performer, and uh, if you're just joining us, the music he is playing uh, comes from instruments that he has built with his own two hands and ingenuity, lots of ingenuity in, involved in what, uh, what David does. And very happy to have him uh, here today on Kale and Company on uh, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, AM 1450 WKXL, 101.9 FM in the Manchester area. We're presented by Weed Family Automotive. And you can call them right now if you'd like to make an appointment at 603-225-7988, weedfamilyautomotive.com. We will be back and we will hear more from uh, David Contact Right after these words, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. We welcome you back, and our guest today on this edition of Kale & Company is David Kontak, a solo performer who, uh, if you missed it, and you'll have a chance to uh, again to hear it, but if you missed it, uh, we have heard an instrument today that uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I never even gave any thought to uh, existing, but... An amplified slinky. You know, one of those things that comes down the stairs, those slinkies? Everyone loves a slinky, right? And, uh, and David has designed a way to play music on the uh, reverberating slinky. So it uh, has a lot more creativity uh, than most of us. Now, for this, Dave, you're going back uh, to an instrument uh, we heard before uh, in the program. That's correct. This is uh, going to be a variation of what I did earlier. And for this one, I'm going to take a very different attitude toward this. This is going to be um, more of what you might call a drone sound, where it's just a long, sustained sound. Um, I'm using electric motors to play on both sides of the instrument. I, take, I took a, some of these inexpensive uh, little battery-powered fans that cost okay. like $5. Yeah. And I removed the, the regular blades, and I replaced the blades with a very soft cloth material. Okay. So essentially, it's like a, a motor that's spinning, but it's very soft and just very gently touches the strings. So, so it okay. doesn't make it doesn't go plunk, 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 but right. it just sort of vibrates them gently. So you remove the the uh, what was in there, the plastic fan. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the little plastic, hard yeah. plastic. Right. And yeah. then. Yeah, I can I can hear that buzzing a little bit, <laughs> just just barely, and and so you you uh, you have that on the strings very lightly. That's correct. Wow. And um, so 
it can create, I, I think the idea behind a drone is that it's a big, solid, long note. But, I, but you almost have to listen more carefully. You have to listen to just the variations along the top, just the little changes and the little subtle differences because I'm constantly moving these motors just slightly in order to create a constant sort of sense of theme and variations from this. All right, anxious to hear it. Does this have a name or is, is this untitled as well? This is, this is um, untitled as well. Uh, untitled as well. Okay, <laughs> very good. David Contact is with us. And uh, David, anytime you are ready, just uh, All right. let her fly here on uh, WKXL. As David adjusts the microphone and gets it over near the speakers. David, I'll, I'll tell you what, I can, I can hear that as a soundtrack in a very suspenseful movie. Very suspenseful. That, that's what I got, the feeling of suspense. Has, has your music uh, <laughs> ever been used for any kind of a soundtrack uh, of, of a movie? or? Uh, uh, yeah, we. Um, I was involved in a project about 10, 12 years ago now, or maybe even longer, um, in which we did, a, a, a colleague of mine and I did a, um, a original soundtrack for a silent movie, a Harold Lloyd movie called ah. Safety Last. Safety and, Last, yeah. yeah. And what you just heard was um, something that I've developed to work with a chorus. So if you can imagine what you just heard mm. um, with a 120-piece chorus singing yeah. like in unison with that, I think that's going to be very spooky. I think it'll be really pretty cool. We could not get the 125 people in the <laughs> studio today, folks, but... Now, has any of your material ever been uh, recorded? Yes, I have some, um, you know, recordings that yeah. that I've made, and there's a lot of stuff on uh, YouTube. Some of wow. it is stuff I submitted, and some of the stuff was not put on with my permission that people filmed at my concerts and stuff. But um, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, including the New Hampshire Chronicle feature, which is a little old by now. It's about eight years old, but it still kind of gives you a sense of what I do. But it stands up to the test of time. You'll, you'll, you'll get an idea if you, yeah, if you log on. Now, how, how can uh, they find it on YouTube? Just uh, with your name? Yeah, Dave? just put um, yeah, David Contact, K-O-N-T-A-K, Experimental Musical Instruments, and yep. it'll definitely come up. There's a, a whole bunch of short demos that I've done on a variety of instruments. I won't 
you know, I don't have with me today. Guitars that have springs for strings and, um, you know, a whole lot of other kind of stuff. Mm. Do you have a website yourself? I do. It's uh, www.contactcreative. That's K-O-N-T-A-K. Yep, creative.com. Well, David, I will tell you, you have been uh, a, a terrific guest Certainly an unusual one, and uh, you know we like that uh, on this program. We we like to hear from everyone. This is a, a platform for uh, you know all forms of art, uh, and uh, you know we do politics, we do sports, we do art, we do unusual things, and uh, you know we we did uh, uh, you know homemade instruments today, and uh, great sound on uh, Kale and Company. And David, we thank you for being with us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, David Contact, our guest here on Kale & Company on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com.